You guys ever just take a big sip of water and just feel immediately energized? That's what I just did. I feel great. Welcome back to the Health on 10 podcast. I'm your host, Alex Krenitz. It is the new year. I see a lot of clients and a lot of people doing diets. And what's the first diet people tend to go to? It's the low-carb diet. It's the Atkins diet or keto. For various reasons, it produces pretty quick results due to the fact that you're not eating any carbohydrates. You lose a lot of water weight. But I want to really drive home that carbohydrates aren't bad. And, and things like white rice, white potatoes are often vilified. And for a number of reasons, one being they're very high glycemic, meaning they spike blood sugar quite a bit. And they're just pretty low in nutrients. There's not a whole lot of nutrient density to them. But what if I told you, you could eat your white rice and white potatoes, you just had to add one extra step to the preparation process. And it becomes this almost superfood, this food that the good bacteria in the gut microbiome feed off of, this food that helps eliminate damaged DNA cells in the intestine, which could lead to colorectal cancer. This episode is all about resistant starch and why you need more of them. So I'm sure at this point you're like, what the hell is the resistant starch and why do I care? Why do I need more of them? So basically, it's a carbohydrate or a starch that we can't digest. So instead, it ferments in our gut. And the good gut bacteria, and I'll get into our gut microbiome in a little bit, but the good bacteria in our gut that we want feed off of it. When it feeds off of it, it produces an acid called butyrate. If there's enough butyrate, if our cells are using enough butyrate as energy in the small intestine, it actually kills damaged DNA cells that later lead to various cancers, one being colorectal cancer. Not only that, but it helps protect the lining of our gut microbiome. And it hasn't been up until recently that we're really finding out how important our good gut bacteria are and that keeping a healthy gut is super important, not only for our just overall immunity, that's basically where our immune system is, is in our gut, but for brain health as well. It's, it's known as the second brain because we actually produce neurotransmitters that we use in our brain in our gut microbiome, such as serotonin, dopamine. That's why there's a lot of correlation with really bad diet, uh, IBS, SIBO, and depression. You'll see a lot of these things affecting the brain in various ways. And that's why I think sometimes, actually most times, taking a more natural approach to things like depression or anxiety or, or different uh, emotional mental health problems can be super beneficial instead of just going right to medication. Now, if it's a, enough of a serious issue, then obviously do what your doctor tells you. But fixing the diet first, fixing you know diet, exercise, making sure you're eating healthy foods that help feed the gut microbiome properly can make a world of a difference. And getting back to that, these resistant starches are so good for the gut microbiome because the good bacteria in the gut feed off of resistant starch. Things that will harm the gut bacteria, the good gut bacteria, are things like eating too much sugar, alcohol, and pesticides, non, non-organic, inorganic pesticides. 
So being mindful of these three things, limiting your alcohol, too much sugar. Pesticides can be hard because they're just, they're there. They're always there. We're not the ones that are spraying them. Um, try to opt for organic when you can, especially if you're going to eat the skin of the fruit. Things like avocados doesn't really make much of a difference. Oranges. Whenever you're going to consume the part of the plant that's sprayed, I really do think organic can be the way to go and we can discuss that on another episode as far as the main topic though resistant starch and how to get more of those in your diet so there's four different resistant starches i'm really only interested in two of them number one the first one i'm super interested in is the resistant starch that's found in cell walls of plants things like beans so any kind of bean really I, I could sit here and name beans all day but you get the point any beans legumes uh, green bananas and green plantains now you're not going to just sit there and eat a green banana that's disgusting however they're, they make green banana flour you could use that for baking i have not tried it i don't know how it tastes or how you would incorporate that i would imagine if you're going to make a banana bread uh maybe cut like half almond flour half green banana flour. I'll, I'll try it out in a recipe, post it on social media and green plantains. Recently I've been on a huge plantain kick. I've always liked plantains, especially the green ones in Puerto Rico. They call these tostones and what they do is they fry them. Now, is it delicious? Hell yeah. It tastes so good, but that kind of defeats the purpose of our health benefits that I'm, I'm really looking for. So what I like to do is I like to bake them. I slice them real thin and bake them. You have to slice them thin. I tried this cutting them thicker for a recipe and it tasted like chalky cardboard. Super thin, a little bit of olive oil, season them up nice, throw them in the oven, get them real crispy and they're almost like a chip and I would eat them right away. Those are super good. And then we have the other type of resistant starch. This is... This is basically, this happens through retrograding, and I'll explain that in a minute. But let's take a white potato or white rice, and we find that it's high glycemic, meaning it spikes blood sugar quite a bit. And as I mentioned earlier, not a whole lot of nutrient density. doesn't make it super unhealthy. It just, it's a filler food in my opinion. If you're trying to bulk up, it's great. Uh, if you're someone who's dieting and really trying to lose weight, um, again, it's calories in, calories out, but it's just not, it doesn't give you a whole lot of uh, nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and it just adds on calories. But what we can do is if we take those white potatoes and white rice, cook them, and we let them cool down, it, it causes this thing called retrograding. So it basically crystallizes the molecules in there and forms resistant starches. Now, this is why you'll see me from my meal prep company, Brilliant Eats. I will use a lot of white potatoes and white rice because I'm okay with that. I know there's science there proving that the cooling process of these carbohydrates forms them into resistant starch. So if people ask me, oh, you're using white rice. This is like basically like eating sugar. Well, it's not, first of all. But second of all, yeah, but that, I'm okay with that because... It's cooling it down, retrograding it, creating resistant starch. So if you're somebody who loves potatoes and white rice, my suggestion for you is to make a bunch of them, make them in batch batches, 
cool them down in your fridge and then eat them again the next day or the day after because these resistant starches form. You can feel a little bit better about what you're eating and you know that it's doing some good for your body, doing good for your gut microbiome, which means that's doing good for your brain and for your immune system. And it's winter. There's COVID. Let's do everything we can to stay healthy. And that if that means eating a couple more potatoes, so be it. I'm sure you're not going to argue with that. Well, I, that's another episode. I'm not even getting to 10 minutes. I feel like we flew through information there. Hopefully you guys are able to understand it, process it, and then take it over into your daily life and utilize it. So thank you for listening. That's another episode of the Health on 10 podcast. I'm your host, Alex Krenitz. Keep your health on 10.